0: Rich and Mike Show, Flagler County's hometown sports show. Here are your hosts, Rich Carroll and Mike Licio. Yes, it's another episode of the Rich and Mike Sports Show. Good Saturday morning, Flagler County. And a good Saturday morning to you, Mike Licio.
1: Rich, every week just seems to be better than the last,
0: doesn't it? Oh, it certainly does. And what a fantastic, fantastic, well, I guess for the home team, Flagler County football game of the week. High school football game of the week. The Matanzas Pirates homecoming night. Dramatic in atmosphere. Not so much in the scoreboard as the Pirates pull away the big victory. 35-7. to seven. That was the score, right, Mike?
1: That was the score. <laughs> you didn't get to call any of those touchdowns. So I can understand why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: lost track. Exactly. You're reading me perfectly there. You know, they decided to score all their touchdowns in the second and third quarter. The, just like they drew it up. Yeah, those are Mike's quarters, and I'm sure you spoke to the coach before the game, and and uh, you guys made it part of the game plan, and it worked to perfection.
1: Yeah, just sit, sit, DaQuan Evans. You know, let Atlantic get a touchdown. Let Rich call it Atlantic touchdown, <laughs> and then once the second quarter starts, as soon as the second quarter starts, immediately score a touchdown. There
0: you go. I'm I'm a hundred percent with it. No, but it was uh, a great, uh, maybe a, a historic. Second quarter for the Matanzas Pirates. They went into that quarter trailing 7-0. Daquan Evans didn't start the game. Jackson Lundell did. He came in the second quarter and immediately got the scoring started with an 81-yard touchdown pass to uh, Jordan Mills. And uh, and my favorite part of that play, I got I haven't seen it on video yet, but I remember him with the stiff arm at the 50-yard line and just breaking away. And it would be the first of many Spectacular scores. I mean, these weren't normal touchdowns. These were these were big plays by very skilled and fun players to watch. And uh, man, what a second quarter it was, Mike.
1: We talked about it all summer long, all spring, and into football season. That Matanzas had a lot of weapons, and if they could get them involved, it would be hard to stop. And we saw everybody get involved tonight. We even saw some players who don't, don't normally get involved, get involved a little bit as well. And it was just a great team effort, and they played well on both sides of the ball. Atlantic had some injuries, but Matt Forrest knows better than anyone else, and I'm sure Squatty Bell would tell you the same thing. You got to go out there with the players you have. And Atlantic, I think the thing about Atlantic for this game is it doesn't reflect – on it, that, it, the scoreboard doesn't reflect what kind of team Atlantic is, because Atlantic is a better team than they showed last night. It's just that sometimes players make plays, and, you know, they were banged up on offense, so that hurt Atlantic a lot. But it wasn't really FPC's defense, and they played great. It was the offense that took the took the reins last night and drove Matanzas to a win.
0: Yeah, Matanzas was really, really incredible. And yeah, definitely, it was a a team effort. You look at that, uh, we talked about it during the game where uh, the Sharks, they started the game with a 90-yard touchdown drive. And then after that, it was nine yards till the fourth quarter, something ridiculous like that. And the Pirates really, really locked it down in that game. So, uh, and of course, Atlantic, they were losing, uh, they were missing their best player, Uh, one of the best running backs in the region. Uh, What was his name again there, Mike?
1: Kwaku And Marcus Mitchell will probably pass him this week with him out playing, but he came into the weekend as the area's leading rusher, and I didn't realize, and Coach, I I gotta give a lot of credit to Coach Bell, because he was really helpful in my preparation this week. He made sure I had a roster early in the week. He sent me roster corrections through the week, and then Actually, on the broadcast, we didn't know that Kwaku wasn't playing. And, you know, we asked somebody, and they said number eight was Kwaku. But he actually texted me before the game, and I just didn't see the text that Kwaku wasn't playing, that eight was going to be hood. And, you know, so I a lot of credit to Squatty. You know, I know Atlantic is not the bell of the ball, but he's building something special there, and it's a, it's going to take some time. But he's putting a competitive team on the field. And like I said, you know, I feel like tonight was not reflective of that team. I think that was not a, – a, I don't think this game was as much of Atlantic not playing well as it was that when this Matanzas offense is firing in all cylinders, it's one of the most dangerous in the area.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's tough luck, when, especially when you're a run-oriented offense and, and Kwaku isn't there. But, you know, we saw Kuznoff, and he started the game from the 10-yard line with a 51-yard run, which really got the Sharks going right there. And you could see Cheatham, he is the quarterback, but he wasn't the guy throwing passes. You saw Patrick Miller. When he did get a chance to throw the football, he seemed like he could throw it. It's just not something that they really want to do. And even the aforementioned Hood, when he got the football, he looked pretty good at times. So Gregory Hood. So, you know, you can tell Atlantic is a better team than what they showed tonight. Uh, Also, the fact that coming into the game, they had back-to-back shut out victories. And that's something that I don't care who you're playing. When you keep the other, when, when you get goose, but go, goose eggs on the board back to back weeks, they beat father Lopez, 35, nothing and Deltona, 15, nothing. You know, that's a big deal to score 35 points on that defense after they just had eight quarters of, of scoreless football. So you got to give the pirates credit. Atlantic definitely is better than what the final score of 35 to seven tells us
1: now, Kustoff, I wanted to, I did find out that he did get evaluated for a concussion last night at the hospital, but he did have feeling back in his extremities and all that kind of stuff was, was fine. You know, he was carried off the field on a stretcher and taken to the hospital. And so while, you know, going into concussion protocol is not ideal when somebody, you know, seems to be, um, unconscious or lifeless or still or however you want to word it that you know all i know is that before you had a chance to realize that he was hurt that michael Dorsch and the matanzas training staff was over there the um Flatland county ems was over there and you know tending to the kid but anytime you have a moment like that it's scary so while a concussion no you don't want a concussion but given that all the scenarios that can play in your head in that situation that's probably the best outcome you could hope for
0: hundred uh, percent. it was very scary moment that injury, and he was having such a good game up to that point. You're just uh, happy that to hear that 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 the kid's okay. Um, and it was you could tell it was hard for the sharks and the pirates uh, to get going after that. and the the crowd was a bit subdued, but uh, man, it's great to hear that he is doing okay. You know, and looking up and down the pirate roster, we were talking about this thirty five to seven win last night against Atlantic and by the way if you did not listen to the game on the radio last night it will be available on SoundCloud on the Flagler Radio app and you can actually watch the game right now on the Flagler Radio YouTube page just go to the Flagler Radio YouTube page and watch the entire game and it's worth it because like I said it wasn't these aren't normal touchdowns these were spectacular plays Daquan Evans with acting like Superman jumping over players Cole Hash had some huge plays. You also had Andrews, Andre Andrews, with some big plays. Those three guys were just, I mean, making guys miss, running through guys. It was fun to watch. And uh, we, we did tease last night that we would pick a player of the game. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, man, even uh, Cole Hash, I think he had 87 yards rushing in the game. He did a good job receiving as well, a couple of touchdowns. Just, man, there's a lot of skill uh on that offense, Mike,
1: Paul hash had one hundred and thirty one yards total offense, three catches for forty four yards and a touchdown. And then he had a rushing touchdown, eleven carries, eighty seven yards. Andre Andrews, I think this is going to be a dated reference for you and me will know this reference. Like Mark Bavaro out there. He's like a five nine. I don't know how big he is. You know he's he's like he's a five nine, five ten skinny kid. But he runs like he's Mark Rivera or Travis Kelsey or he plays like he's six six two forty five. I I don't haven't seen many wide receivers that run as hard as he does after the catch. I mean, it's just incredible. He had five catches, excuse me, four catches on the night, and it was, you know, Jordan Mills, that was spectacular. He had a two yard catch late in the game, so that's going to hurt the yards per catch average. But that eighty one <laughs> yard touchdown was a sight to behold because it should have been like a thirty or forty yard gain and he just, you know, made people miss and, you know, showed the athleticism. And then of course Daquan Evans, what a night from him. It was a special night. You know, he didn't play the first quarter. Um Coach Forrest will explain that in a little bit. Oh. But he <laughs> was shot out of a cannon. I mean, it's hard to beat an 81. It was third and 16 by the way. This is not like it was first and 10, first play of the drive. It was third and 16 at their own 19. The pirates were backed up deep in their territory and down seven and nothing. And looking like they were going to have to go out and hunt.
0: Yeah. 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 And you know, and it, it, it was so great to see do uh Daquan Evans doing what he does best, getting outside of the pocket, surveying the field, those, you know, he's throwing darts out there too. The kid's got a great arm and yeah. I, that, that Mills play, I believe that was only uh, about a six-yard completion on the rollout, but he zipped it in there, which, you know, gives your your, your playmaker a chance to make a play. He was able to, to get the ball, turn around, make some moves, and I, I love that stiff arm at midfield. But, uh, yeah, it, it's really good to see Daquan Evans getting outside of the pocket accurate outside of the pocket then he's comfortable in the pocket too he can do that as well and then making plays with his legs and yeah on that drive he did it twice he he did the superman leap twice one for a touchdown which is uh we've been broadcasting these games you longer than me mike for how long
1: this is my 14th season with WNZF. so 15th uh, overall
0: Yeah, i'm close to a decade so Uh, I look at it, and that is one of the most fantastic sequences I've ever seen from an individual player. That was spectacular, and for it to end on the touchdown was was so perfect. And and the way you called it, you know, you said he's dangerous, and then he's flying through the air. (laughs) It's just you can't write that stuff. That's the beauty of sports. It's unfolding in front of us, and it was just, man, it, it was so much fun to watch. It really was.
1: The pirate Twitter football account sent me that clip, and I'm listening to it, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, I said he was dangerous, and he jumped over somebody. It was like he had the game on in his helmet.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, time to be dangerous, you know? Oh, he said I'm
1: (laughs) dangerous. I'm just gonna jump over a human being.
0: (laughs) Oh man, for for the touchdown, for the score, and man, it's it was entertaining to watch, and it was homecoming night as well. So it's a big night for the school. And you got to g-
1: Evans was on the homecoming court, by the way.
0: That's right. Yep. We saw him out there. We have a little bit of that action as well uh, on the uh, the game broadcast on the Flagler Radio YouTube channel. We got some homecoming stuff at halftime that you could watch the pi- the band of pirates at the beginning of the game. We have their whole performance on there as well. So there's a lot to check out uh, on our game broadcast available on the Flagler Radio YouTube page.
1: And, and you should check all of it out because this is from the beginning to the end. It's, it's nonstop excitement. You know, even in the beginning of the game, you, you didn't know what you, to expect from Atlantic. I expected it to be a close game. And for a quarter, it was, Atlantic came out, they had a plan they executed it on the first drive. And then, you know, Matanzas just took over from there. It, you know, it's a good weekend for Matanzas. It's something they needed. They needed a bounce back game after the potato bowl you know, a lot of, and it says a lot about Matt Forrest's team that they put the potato bowl in the mirror and, you know, focused on their next opponent. And I think, and we'll talk about this later on, but I think the same could be said for FPC that, you know, the potato bowl, it was a great win. It was a statement win for them. And then they went out and even though they didn't win, FPC went toe to toe with a great team. And, you know, and I think that's the great thing about us. We get to call these games for these teams and you can see that these kids—they get the big picture. You know, one loss doesn't make a season. They get the big picture. One win doesn't make a big game. Make a season. They go out, and the next week, it's all about beating that opponent.
0: Yep, and you got to give the the coaching staff a lot of credit for their game plan because I, I thought it was—and uh, their adjustments within the game. You know, I mean, you look at what the Sharks did on that first drive going. 90 yards on the ground, basically. They completed one pass, but uh, some big-time runs. And from then on, they were shut down. So you got to give that coaching staff a ton of credit for making adjustments on defense. And then on offense, what they did in the second and third quarter, uh, that's something that you see what's happening during the course of the game. You make a couple adjustments. You find something that's working. And, man, it worked. And it didn't stop working. They were just dominant. It was a, a dominant performance from the Matanzas Pirates here. And it's a great way uh, going three and two now on the season. Uh, three and one. Three and one. Excuse me. Three and one. Selling them short there a little bit. Three and one there on the season. Now the Matanzas Pirates going into district play into what's going to be a huge game coming up this week at St. Augustine. And we're going to have the FPC district game as Ponte Vedra Visits Palm Coast. But when you enter a big game like that and you see what you're capable of, you know, hey, you know, St. Augustine's an awesome team and and you're going against up against a team that, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But you feel like anything can happen. Anything is possible coming off of a victory like this because you're able to showcase your talent and you say, hey, you know what? If we get a little of that going in this next game, uh, who knows what can happen? And if the Pirates can go out there and defeat St. Augustine, you got to say that they're the favorites to win the district.
1: Absolutely. I think both games next week are huge. The winner of the FPC Pontevedra game is going to win the district. That's my I, I feel very confident in that. I, I've seen Tokoy, I've seen Nice. Tokoy lost on a last second field goal to na- last night. Nice has sh- continued to struggle. Lost to Fletcher last week, and really they made the playoffs two years ago, and have won three games since. So Nice has struggled to find their identity, and Panavida comes off a win against Menendez, but their wins aren't really. They lost their one loss was to Bartram, a very good team. Who Saint Augustine beat tonight? Shout out to the alma mater, but their wins are against Middleburg, against Menendez. They're not quality wins, so we'll see what Pontevedra is made of, that is a huge game. And it was important for Matanzas to get to this, to get a win like this going in the districts, to get some confidence built up. And really no one needed that more than Daquan Evans. You know, he had been out all last year with an injury. He was out part of the spring, missed the, or excuse me, the summer, and missed the kickoff classic. In week one, Jackson Lundahl started for Matanzas because of his injury and Quan really hadn't found his stride since he came back. And then tonight he hit nine of his first 10 passes for over a hundred yards over 184 yards, nine of 10 for 184 yards in the first half finished the game, 10 of 13, 208 yards, two touchdowns, 51 yards rushing. And, you know, probably silenced some doubts that he had about himself. You know, Matt Farris challenged him last week and he stepped up and he got a player of the game performance. And I got to catch up with him after that performance. Quan, you got a
2: lot done in a little bit of
1: time. Were you itching to
2: get back out on the field in the second quarter? Yes, I was. I'm not gonna lie, I was really, I was really hyped to play, you know what I'm saying? The team came in the game with great energy, came in trying to execute. I seen they were struggling a little bit, but second quarter when I came in, I was ready to play. Teammates got the ball
1: spread around to a lot of your teammates, so you had a great performance, but it was really a team victory, too. Talk about your teammates
2: tonight. Right. Um, I think the team did great. The receivers executed their their routes. They did what they were supposed to got deep like they were supposed to, got open, made plays. Um, everything was going great.
1: How important was it to bounce back after last week's potato
2: bowl? Oh, it was really important. I think um, just throughout the week, the team spirit kind of carried us, uh, got us back hyped. And you know, coming into the game, we just carried that same energy into the game and same influence, and it paid off. And we also executed through our practice. We made sure that uh, we execute stuff in practice. We be there, you know what I'm saying, full time, have everything. Where's your confidence right now? Um, I mean, my confidence in the team my confidence in the line, the receivers, everybody as a whole.
0: Yeah, he's got confidence in his teammates, and that confidence is only going to keep growing when you win games like this. And it wasn't just Daquan Evans. It was Cole Hash. It was Andrews. It was the Andre Andrews. It was the line, as he mentioned. It was the defense coming through and putting a stop to any thoughts that Atlantic might be able to come out there and run all over them. So definitely a team effort, but I think – it's they're really uh, as, as great a game as some of these other guys had. There really was no doubt about it that Daquan Evans was the guy, was the player of the game, uh, the WNZF player of the game last night. Because let's let's not forget, he did not play in the first quarter. First quarter ended and they were losing seven nothing. He comes in in the second quarter. They score thirty-five unanswered points after that, after he came in the game. So, and of course, we mentioned the Superman, the whole thing, check it out on the Flagler Radio YouTube page. Uh, you know, he was obviously, I think, Mike, the player of the game.
1: There's no question about it. I talked to Matt Forrest after the potato bowl. We had a early morning conversation, and one of the things he talked about, he says, it seems like we can't get more than 260 yards of offense. He said, we get to 260 yards of offense, and we can't do any more. Daquan Evans played two quarters tonight. He didn't really play in the fourth quarter. He didn't play the first quarter at all. He had 259 yards of total offense just on his own. Pirates had 420 as a team. And this is the Daquan Evans we all know he can be. This, to me, is not a fluke. This is not a flash-in-the-pan game. This is who he is week in and week out, and he works hard, and he challenged. he was challenged by Matt Forrest, and he stepped up to the challenge. And I got to catch up with Matt Forrest after the game, and I got to hear him recount about his team after a big win. Coach, with district season next week, how important was it to bounce back from the
3: Potato Bowl last week? Oh, I think it was everything. Um, you know, when you get up for a, for a supercharged game like that, Um, you know you're always you know you're always cognizant of your team and and kind of the barometer and you try to measure where their head's at and all those things but we had a we had a great three days of practice and um, you know I think the guys understood the importance of what you said bounce back Um, because again you know we want to win the potato bowl you know they want to win the potato bowl but at the end of the day you know district seasons is upon us and and that's the most important thing you win your district you, you claim a spot in the playoffs and that's the only way to guarantee it so um, you know, it's kind of the season within the season. You know, we wanted to win that game, but we've moved on from it. And I think that was evident by our play tonight.
1: What's it say about your team that they were able to put that in the rearview mirror and just focus on the task ahead? Well, I
3: mean, I think our guys are a real blue-collar group. I mean, we come to work every day. Uh, you know, there's no complaints. There's no, you know, there's no complaining. There's no quit. We even implemented some new stuff in practice to try to get our kids over that hump, you know, a quarter system, and we judged them. Um, you know, after every, after every quarter, basically practice was broken up into four segments. And uh, we told them flat out, you know, if you won or lost that quarter and if you lost it, you know, there, we had to run for it. And uh, so just putting a, putting a, you know, there's a consequence to, to how well you perform um, or there's a reward to how well you perform. So um, just doing that, I think the kids really responded very well to that. Um, and like I said, I mean, Atlantic punched us in the mouth in the first quarter. And, uh, you know, we were able to kind of bounce back from that. Um, and, and get some points on the board and get our offense rolling. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there were times, you know, where last week we kind of got punched in the mouth and kind of were looking around for somebody else to make a play, and, and this week we got punched in the mouth and, and found a way to punch back. So uh, very proud of our guys for that.
1: Quan responded, drove the ship tonight, but he got everybody. And he had a great game himself, but he also got everybody else involved. And that's
3: that's what he can do. He's very special when it comes to that. Um, you know, when Quan's playing his best, everybody's involved and, um, you know, he doesn't hone in on one player or one particular scheme, or, you know, he doesn't look at one route. Uh, he, he's he's done a really great job of progressing at the quarterback position. Um, and there were times where he sat in the pocket and really, you know, Atlantic did a great job of covering us up on the back end, but he just found a lane to run. and. Um, you know, I think that's the I think that's the things that, at FPC. He didn't really do very well. He didn't really, you know, if nobody was open, he didn't kind of scramble and find a lane. And I think he was able to do that tonight. And I think that really kind of bust open our offense because he's a dynamic player and he can he can turn third and ten when they're dropping back into coverage. He can turn he can turn that into 30 yard gain, which is what he did tonight.
1: He can also turn. Second and 25 and the second and six. Yeah, yeah.
3: he's – like I said, he's just so dynamic, um, and and I'm proud of his progression at the position. um, Because his sophomore year, I couldn't get him to throw the ball to save his life. Um, You know, and last year, I couldn't get him to run. You know, and and he was kind of getting to the point where he was starting to sit in the pocket too long, and then he got hurt. And then he's really trying to work through a lot of that stuff kind of, you know, these last three and four games. So, it's really good to see him kind of – I think – I'm not going to say he's playing his best, But I will say he took a great step in the right direction tonight.
1: Well, you had challenged him last week, yeah. You know to bounce back, and it seemed like he responded.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He he not played very well the last two games, and um, you know he did not play well against Decoy, and he did not play very well against FBC, and and there was a lot left out there on the field in both of those games, Um, and he knew that, he understood that, and uh, I think kind of the pressure of that kind of overwhelmed him a little bit to the point where. You know, we had to sit him in the first quarter, um, you know, just just for some things that were going on during practice and some decisions that were made. Um, and, you know, I'm like, look, man, you got you to gotta make sure that you're making the right decisions in everything you do and putting the team first. And um, so he took that in stride, you know, and sat out his quarter. And, and I think he came back knowing, uh, you know, in those three quarters of play tonight, or really two quarters of play tonight, I think he knew that he needed to do something. He needed to be back to himself. And uh, I think the Quan you saw tonight was was what we see every day in practice. Um, He's a spectacular player. He's got a great arm. He's got a great mind for football. He's grown in every aspect of the game. And um, like I said, he's got a long way to go, but he definitely took a big step in the right direction tonight.
1: Great crowd tonight. Got to raise the flag. Club dub opened up. Better way to spend the Friday night?
3: No, not at all. I mean, we're really proud of what we're doing here uh, at Matanzas. And like I said, you know, a lot of things get overshadowed by, you know, one game or. You know, and like I said, we want to win the potato bowl as much as anybody, but we still, I said it last week, and I think it's evident again tonight, I still feel like we've got a really, really good football team um, that's getting better every single week that's progressing, and, and I think, you know, once everything gets clicking, whenever that comes, because uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be ultra critical. I think there were some offensive issues that, that, you know, we were able to hide tonight with some spectacular play, uh, so we got to get those corrected, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's much better to correct over a win than a loss, but... Um, like I said, I feel like we're, our students are into the games. Our fans are into the games. Uh, we're having better crowds than we've ever had. We've got more participation than we've ever had, over 100 kids on the roster. Um, you know, so, yeah, we, we've definitely got the ship going in the right direction. And, um, you know, and I think that was, again, it gets overshadowed, I think, to a fault uh, when you look at one game like last week. Um, but like I said, they're a really good football team, and I still believe we have a really, really good football team as well.
0: Yeah, and that's that's one thing that is evident is that they're taking the ship in the right direction. And you got to give the Matanzas faithful a lot of credit because that was a tough week last week at the ship during the Potato Bowl. But you know what? They came back and they came back strong. That was an energetic crowd. The atmosphere was one of excitement and fun and every time matanzas did something great they were roaring and it was you know it was a festive atmosphere uh to say the least at the ship and uh, you can tell man they are growing something really really awesome over there at matanzas the ship is going in the right direction and you just you love to hear how they can take care of their own stuff. You don't have to be specific about it, but there's a reason why uh, Daquan Evans didn't play in the first quarter. But you know what? He responded, and he responded in a huge way. And like the coach said, not in three quarters, in two quarters. 35 points, Mike. Every single touchdown scored, you called. There were 35 points put up by Matanzas, and I didn't get one pirate touchdown call. No, you did
1: not. And so hopefully there'll be plenty more pirate touchdown calls for you this year while well, we got a couple of minutes i know we just got a couple of minutes I do you want to touch on fpc fpc had a tough loss at university 29 28 on thursday night they were ahead in that game 28 13 gonzalez threw three touchdowns marcus mitchell who by the way congratulations to marcus mitchell max preps florida state player of the week and floridahighschoolfootball.com player of the week for the state of florida Coming off of that game, he had another one against the university. They lost by one point on a blocked field goal to a 5-0 and team, a team that has really showed some things, a team with a dynamic quarterback who can sling it, who can run. And they showed that's not a bad loss. I know to FPC it's a bad loss, and I said this last night as well. But I think that shows that the program is going in the right direction. They've got Ponte Vedra coming into town this week. We'll see what happens there. That is a big game, in my opinion. The winner of that game wins the district, in my opinion. So it's going to be a big one, and I'm glad we're going to be there for it.
0: Oh, yeah, you can hear that right here on 94.9 FM WNZF. Also, listen on the Flagler Radio app. You can also watch the game. Watch it on the Flagler Radio YouTube page on the WNZF Sports Network. Hey, again. Big-time congratulations to the Matanzas Pirates. They are 3-1 and one entering district play with the big victory, 35-7 to seven over Atlantic. Watch the game on YouTube. Also, coming up next Friday, FPC Ponte Vedra right here on WNZF and the Flagler Radio app and the Flagler Radio YouTube page. Have a great weekend, Flagler County.